Street Epistemology is a wonderful approach that anyone can learn. You can learn more about street epistemology at streetepistemology.com. I believe God is all-knowing, all-powerful, all-benevolent, omnibenevolent, omnipowerful, omni-knowing. Tell me how you reached that conclusion. <laughs> I'm interested. If he's all-powerful, he could have stopped Satan from being in the garden. And if he was all-benevolent, he wouldn't have allowed Wait, sin. hold up, hold up. Let me role-play. You, oh, do, you he... do the five minutes, and I'll take it from your point of view. Oh, okay. All right, so I'm going to come to you with the God is all-knowing, powerful, and benevolent. You flip the hourglass and be like, hey, go for it. You ready? No, no, not yet. Yeah, you guys, oh, you oh, guys oh, still oh, introduce yourself. Oh, you ready? What's up? What's up? I'm Aaron. I'm Tyrone. It's nice to meet you. <laughs> I'm Aaron. Hey, uh, I will. All right. You want me to explain something that I believe very yeah. much? I believe God is all-knowing, all-powerful, all-benevolent, omnibenevolent, omnipowerful, omni-knowing. Tell me how you reached that conclusion. <laughs> I'm interested. So I got it from the Bible. The okay. Bible says it's true, and I tend to believe whatever the Bible tells me. I have a Holy Spirit that speaks to me, and the things that he told me make sense. So, like... You know, you have a God that knows everything, and I think that's true because, you know, there's a lot of people that commune with God. We have, like, things like our science. We have things like our architecture, beauty in the world. All this stuff is things that we're cracking into, but clearly there's an order to it, and God was the designer for all of that stuff. Then you also have, like, powerful, who can make the universe? Only God could. And you have benevolence, like, the good that happens to me in my life, like when I pray and good things happen to me, I know that's happening to me because of a benevolent God. So, I want to attack this from the powerful. Okay. So, if there are things that don't exist in the universe, did did would that be God not having the power to make it exist? I don't understand. If there are things that don't exist, is that God choosing to not make it exist? Is that God choosing not to make it exist? I guess so, yeah. Because nothing can exist if God doesn't want it to exist. So, if if it doesn't exist, does God know about it? If it doesn't exist, then God should know. Yeah, he has a plan. He knows everything that was going to exist and everything that was not going to exist before it even existed. Or would never exist. God, That's God's plan. Okay. So... If he knows about it, but it doesn't exist, then does he have the power to make it exist? Yes, he has all power. How does he know he can make it exist? How does he know he can make it? Well, I mean, only God knows, so... But if he you go to like first chapter Jeremiah, first if he verse knows six, that he 16, can 13 says everything I need to make it say because I read the Bible, blah blah blah. There you go. There's if my he, if he knows <laughs> insert convenient Bible quote. <laughs> if he if he know how does he know that he can make it exist? How does he know something? I don't know how God knows things. I'm I'm so lower level that I can never 
possibly comprehend how God comes to terms on things. So the best thing that I can do is take it on faith that he does. He gave me his book, which was inspired by him through people. And the main things that he says is just trust in him and that he's all-knowing, all-powerful, and all-good. Did That's did, good enough. Did God, so if God knows that all things exist and he's all-powerful, he, did he create all things? He created everything, yes. Did he create disease? Yes. He also created disease. Is disease benevolence? Mm. Is it benevolence to cause people to suffer? I understand what you're saying because, you know, you look at some people suffering with diseases, but there's sometimes, like, good disease, too. Like, if nobody died of disease, again, there wouldn't be, like, there wouldn't be enough room for people. And you got to think about why are people dying with disease so they can go to back to God. Like, this world that we're in, it's just a test. You does know? it does, does a ne disease necessarily have to exist for people to die like that? Mm. Could, if God's all-powerful, couldn't he just create death in a way that people died without suffering? I think there's something about suffering that helps people get inspired. And if someone's going through, like, a really arduous life and suffering, that makes the life that other people have... It, they can offer things to other people with their perspective that's really rewarding and again their reward isn't in heaven or in in this life it's in heaven so like if you like in jesus says you know mark you know chapter 21 x 40 x 49 47 48.1 he says you know whoever suffers is going to inherit the earth and so that's why people suffer in the world and that's how we see it but would i be benevolent if i caused people to suffer so that they could give a a triumphant story to people you wouldn't but god is why doesn't that make God benevolent but not me? I think it's the all-powerful aspect to it. Like, he's so powerful that he can do these so things given and enough still be power. Powerful. So given enough power, me doing that would make me benevolent? Mm, I think there's an aspect to it, and then also, like, the all-knowingness as well. So like, those two things, definitely. If I knew everything and I was all-powerful, me doing that would be benevolent. And if you were God, which you aren't, but if you were... I could see... So God gets a pass because he's God? Why would you give God a, God a pass for doing something like that, but not giving maybe, let's say, Satan a pass for doing something? Satan a pass? Uh, yeah, That's I mean, a really weird jump. I mean, if Satan was all-knowing, all-powerful... But he's he, not knowing all-powerful. Because he's not God? He's not God. So what if we gave Satan the abilities of being all-knowing and all-powerful? Ooh, that's a good question. And then he created suffering in the world. Would that be benevolent? Because that would be no opposite of what God is doing. But now Satan is doing it. So would that make Satan God? I've never been asked that question before. I think that's a good question. I think it would probably dogmatically close up a lot of people. But... I think that's I think that's a pretty good question honestly my only question like well the question just if, stems if Satan was as powerful as God how much would he would suffering still be a bad thing or a what, good thing what or level of knowing things and having power mm. gives, turns something being evil into something being benevolent because if it's evil for me to cause you to suffer, yeah. then what level of giving me power and knowledge to Could a I, point causes that benevol that suffering to be I'm going to give you thing. an out that Christians will pro or uh, someone who's very upscale theist will probably give you. 
it's not God's plan to cause us to suffer and give us disease. That was man's issue when he went against God's word and caused the fall to happen. God's plan was originally for us to exist happily for eternity as morals in the Garden of Eden. But because man went against his word, that corrupted man. And now we have to go through this system of sin and overcoming so, our sin in order to come to better terms with My God. question then would be, God knew that that by allowing that to happen, benevolence would... I don't think he knew it to happen. And again, I can't speak for God, but like when you... If you randomly push a bunch of numbers wait, on a calculator... Wait a minute. You, oh, what's up? I can't speak what God knows you didn't, and what I didn't know. You, you, well, but he, we don't have to speak about what God knows and doesn't know. He knows everything. No, but like, again, if I flip a thousand coins at the same time, so I, do, I know they're gonna, some are going to land heads, some are going to land tails. I can even give you the odds and statistics. But as me with my little brain, I can only tell you this is as much as I know as what the options could be. And I think parallel to that with a much bigger mind maybe that's something that God was coming to when he was like thinking about like how things could be in this war. Why would like, God have to think about the how things could be? He knows how they are. He's all knowing. He knows everything. Everything from this position to the future and this position backwards he knows. So why would he not know that something was going to enter the world that would cause benevolence to disappear? And if he did know about that mm. and he and he had the power to stop it, mm. he would be willingly allowing suffering to enter the world, which I don't know is, if that is could be defined as benevolent. I'm going to say that God, while he knew what was going to happen in the Garden of Eden, had a much bigger plan and had time, such that the suffering that we're experiencing in this world is nothing compared to the grace that we'll have when we go to him when we die. So suffering so, is okay to cause if you end up in a better outcome after the suffering? I think, I think you are underestimating how great it's going to be in heaven. Uh, so the means justify the ends? I think in this case with God's knowledge and power and benevolence, yes. So okay, like, let's, this is let's go back to the example. If, if I had a plan to create the perfect utopia... Hi, buddy. Is that a Yorkshire Terrier? Actually, it's a mix of Yorkie and it's called Silky, Silky Terrier. I was saying he's so big. Yeah, he is mixed with Australian kennel dog. Okay. It's, it's like a breed. It's a thing. Very cool. Okay, so if I had a plan for how I wanted things to be at the end of the world, mm. and and all it caused, all all I really needed to do was, you know enslave everybody into being beaten every day so that they would fit that in that I needed. Okay. Would that be a benevolent thing for me to do? Knowing that my end is going to be if a perfect God, yes. world. Okay, so why is it okay for God to do but not me to do? Because you're not God. I think you're giving God a pass because He's God. He's God. More, uh, if you want to say it that way, that's fine with me. But I don't think that makes. I don't think that changes the definition of benevolence. I think if you're God, you can choose to be whatever you want. You have all the power to do so that. So how do you know the benevolence isn't a lie? Yeah, you're finally. You're asking good questions now. Now you're digging deeper in. Yeah. So how do you know the benevolence is a lie? Because if I if I tell you okay. if I tell you I'm all knowing and all powerful. Yeah. And this is what I say benevolence now you're is. Now you're getting, you're getting mm, into good That questions. could be a lie. I could be lying to you and telling you that is benevolence. I know it because in my life I've had good things happen to me. That's the method that I'm using to assess that God is good.
because when I pray for something good to happen in my life, something good happens to my life. Do you think there's examples of people praying for something good to happen and bad things happen? You're asking great questions now, man. You see? Okay. I think I think different people can pray for different things and I think maybe I want to I think maybe people who don't pray as strongly as I do maybe don't get as the results as fast and I can't pray for something that's against God's plan but if I still if I still pray for like you know 100 good things and 80 good things happen to me I think that's enough of a sign for me that God exists and he's good okay I want to give you a story that's from the Bible and we'll work through the benevolence problem oh uh, you're going back the again then all right go for it well no this because this is part of their belief okay you you're familiar with the story of Lot I'm familiar with the story of Lot yes okay the story of Lot came about because God and the devil entered into a sort of a bet of sorts that no matter what terrible things happened to Lot, Lot would never turn away from God. Are you talking about Job? Job. Sorry. Job. It's okay. We're Job. gonna we're just gonna course correct. Yeah, yeah. Job. I don't know. Too many names in the Bible. <laughs> Job. The story of Job. <laughs> Sorry. So Job into so I can tell you right now, if you're saying this to a Christian, you're already playing his game. Oh yeah, I know. Because I have to admit that this story is at least somewhat existent. In the yeah, Bible. not only that, but like you're who cares what the story says because there's going to be 40 other stories that can segue into and they'll say like well here's where you're misinterpreting this story that i know way more because they probably study it a lot more or they have a, a dreamified impression of it the questions where you're asking me why do i know this how do you know you're it's true what method are you using how reliable is that method that's those those are the questions here's the conclusion here's the person when you talk about the bible and the stories you're talking about a conclusion a personally identified story when you start targeting the Christian, like, why do you think that? Don't, aren't you giving him a pass? Like, those questions are targeting the person. But when you target the method, there's no ego there. And you can really dissect that. And once they, once you show that the method is unreliable, they can't just walk away and pretend that it is. They've now lost the connection they had between the conclusion and the person that they were. That, and mean, that, that falls is, that everything That is a apart. weird thing, because, like... I mean, I've worked I worked through a lot on that with you that I didn't that I hadn't really thought about before because mm. like it is true that if God is all knowing and all powerful, then we have to talk about benevolence. Yeah, because maybe we don't. You want to try role playing the other way around and seeing how that would work. Well, let me work through this idea and then we can try that. I guess. Okay, sure. Okay, so where I was going with that is, man, it's a nice day out finally. We have to talk about. I, I really think we have to discuss do we give God a pass because we because he is God I know you're asking that question because it's important to you but that you are you are but that hitting me... the person and you're hitting the conclusion you I think a better question would be how did you come to that conclusion and did you use a reliable way to come to that conclusion how reliable is that method so a good question would be like how do we know that God doing this is how do how do we know that's benevolent? How do you know that's true? How do you know that's how do you how do you know that is him being or how do you know that is benevolent? How do you know that's actually the case? Yeah. No. How do you how did you determine what method did you use to determine that that, that was benevolence? That not necessarily benevolence, but that even is a case. You should like not attack a very specific thing because in Christianity there's a network of very specific things it's like yeah. a web. What you need to do is just 
wholesale the whole thing and just say, okay, well, here's all your beliefs. Well, I'm, I, I'm just trying to, get to those? come to an understanding of how this part of the, how the benevolence part, how they're working through that, that being benevolent. Because you have the, a, yeah, the fact we both have a defin, definitive definition yes. of what benevolence is. Yeah, you are, this is a very classical um, apologetic the problem of evil is what it's called. Yeah. And there's a lot of counter or apologists that have means of constantly yeah. skirting the issue. And I tell you, you can sit here and keep asking me questions about this, and I can find every other avenue to avoid answering it definitively. Yeah. I can go to God, I can go to pass, but you would never get me to conclude that God doesn't exist following this method. If you attack the epistemology, like why do I what even believe they're doing? any of this? Why do I even believe any of this? Now we've not we've thrown the conclusion out the window. We've thrown the person out the window, and now we're just looking at the method. And if I don't have a method to stand on, I have no way of really connecting those two together. Okay, so a good question, I guess, would be why do you believe God is benevolent? No, good question would be why do you believe God exists? Because we'll, we'll start with that. Why? Why? You want to role play that? Uh, I I don't think I do a very good job playing theist. I'm I'm not you don't even have to do a good job I just want to show some like good oh, answers yeah. or quick questions I want good questions because the yeah. questions are what I, I'm probably so having. even do a shitty job I don't give a shit uh, okay because so yeah yeah we'll do that I'll I'm take, gonna try my I'll best I'll role play as the theist this all right time. so hey I'm Ty nice to meet you Aaron cool come over here often uh, no <laughs> <laughs> okay. does this look does this look like the Hyatt Place Lexington no you look like you literally campus? just woke up dude yeah I do that's that's why whoa Okay. <laughs> I, I put on clothes. I almost wore basketball shorts and a t-shirt. So normally what I do is I got a five-minute timer, and I just ask people if there's anything that they strongly believe is true, anything that really motivates them, anything that they absolutely think is the case. What's something that you're certain about? And any of those things matter? Am I role-playing the theist? Or do yeah, you you're role-playing just... the theist. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because I was about to say, I can. I, I want to turn this into an interesting situation because I don't think I don't think theism is an interesting conversation all the time. But I would love to like throw out something ridiculous. Sure. As a role playing to like both of us have to like. Okay. What do you had in mind? Something that I could come up with that that's ridiculous. Get them up with something ridiculous. But the better, the more absolute it is, the more time we can save. Like if you just say bagels, like. Yeah, that's absurd. No, no, no. I got, I got one that's good. Flip it. All right, all right. So, do you have anything like that? Did you already flip it? No, I'm gonna. So my, my strategy is I flip it after oh, we determine I the topic. Oh, do I personally have anything yes. like that? Yeah, you, the role playing person. Do you have the anything in your mind like that? I believe that pedophilia is good for children. Oh, I thought it was gonna be super supernatural. Right. Oh no! Does it have to be supernatural? Well, I mean, I just thought come up with some. No, we, we could definitely that... do that. But the routes that I use for something like that would probably be a lot different from other things. <laughs> but if you want to do that, Kurt, you want to do that to... after we do the theist one? Yeah. Okay, let's do the theist one. And we can go like there. A ridiculous position to see I what have questions different... you would ask somebody yeah, who says something. Because like I have that? different routes for based on what. The... Like I had a girl come and say she wanted to be an architect, and I broke that down to. Because like, what if I sat down? Because what if I sat down with you and I was like, I think black people should be slaves. Would you want to break that position? No. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. So that's like a definitive position. So like, I was. It is, like, but I would approach it different from a supernatural. Because so oh, supernatural yeah. is like, oh, this is easy. I know how to. I know how to show that this is not a reliable method because we don't have any good reliable methods for us testing the supernatural. So that's just simple. Do we just have any good reliable lean into methods, methods for testing slavery of black people. Yeah, we do, and we've. We, I think we've definitively proved that like, one's pretty yeah, bad. Cultural biology, we like know that pretty well. So yeah, we, yeah. I think we've definitively proven that slavery is a. Net negative. Yeah, yeah. 
So, uh, so you want to knock out theism, and if you want, let's see. I'll I'll play the theism. All right. So, uh, is there anything that you strongly believe is true? Uh, I believe that there is a God. Okay. You want to talk about that? That's a heavy topic. Uh, Oh, hammer it out. All right. Cool. Uh, which God are we talking about? If you don't mind me asking. Uh, the Christian God. Okay. How certain are you that this God exists? Let's say from like a scale from zero to a hundred. Zero. Absolutely doubt. I don't believe in this God at all. Hundred percent. Don't tell me anything else. I know this for absolutely true. There's no doubt whatsoever. I don't need any more evidence. 100%. Where are you on that scale? I'm not 100% sure. Okay. But even in my unknowingness, I still choose to believe that there is a stronger case that he does exist. Do you have a level? We, if you don't like the scale at all, we don't have to use it. But like, uh, maybe like ninety percent. Ninety percent? Yeah. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I have some. Sometimes I have some wavering thoughts, but most of the time I'm pretty firm in my he he exists. Okay. Okay. That's still pretty high. Yeah. What got you to that high confidence? Um, I grew up in church, okay. and my family we've always had a strong belief in God, and uh, we. It, it's done a lot for our family. Like, you know, the Bible says that he that believes and walks with me in faith shall be rewarded here yeah. on earth as well as in heaven. And I feel like through our faith and through believing and following God, I have been rewarded. Cool. My, you, it sounds like you had like your personal upbringing and uh, with that family. Do you think if you're raised by a different family, maybe like a family of Hindus in India, you would probably believe in a different God? Probably. Okay. Uh, then is your personal upbringing really the method that you're using to come to this confidence? Like, if you're specifically believing in the Christian God and you're open to... If you recognize mm. that you could be believing in a different God I based on your upbringing. I could have believed in a different God, but I think that... What's getting you to that 90%? After my upbringing, mm-hmm. I practiced my own religious okay. outside of my family. And I kept practicing based along that religion and it still held true for me. If you were starting in a different religion that was going to a different god, would you still continue? Would you be sitting here at this table telling me how much you believed in Vishnu? Mm, well... And how you were 90% sure that Vishnu existed? I could but I think based on the evidence of seeing, like, my family, mm-hmm. if I was outside of my family and looking at my family, yeah. I would ask them, what what got you to be so well-off and in a good position and, you know, good, strong community and good, strong happiness and, you know... And we would probably answer that our belief in God. And but we, specifically the Christian God or the God that yeah, you were raised? the Christian God. That everyone was raised to believe in? No, like, no, the Christian God. So if you were in India right now, raised by Indian parents who believed in Vishnu, and you go back to your parents and you had this conversation with them and you see they're living a good life and everyone's benefiting, you would still believe in the Christian God? How reliable do you think you'd do that? I think we could work out a definitive way of showing that the Christian God's rewarded... More? More, more, yeah. Okay. So are you only following this God, or is your belief based on the fact that you benefit from the Christian, from the God? No, but it is a reward. Okay. Then what is the method that you're using to get to a 90% confidence? You must have like a 90% reliable method. What is that method? I read the Bible. Okay. I pray. Mm-hmm. And when I pray and read the Bible, things that I pray for and things that I want in my life, they come to happen, come to fruition. If you read a different holy book and your prayers were still answered, would you believe in that holy book more? Would it raise your confidence that maybe that alternative holy book is more accurate? 
if you used that holy book and then prayed and your wishes or your prayers were still answered, would that raise your confidence that maybe this other holy book is more accurate? Yes, maybe God is more forgiving of people who are born into situations they can't control mm. and religions that they didn't choose but still choose to follow a God. So it doesn't specifically have to be the book that you were using? Not specifically. So then what's still getting you to that 90%? If it's if it's not your personal upbringing, which is based on wherever your environment is, or it's not the, you know, the book that you're reading, which could be any book, what's getting you to that 90% confidence? Hmm. I don't know. I would have to... I guess to be more confident, or as confident as I am, I'd probably have to try to follow the other religions to see if I do get the same benefit from them. If that's the case, do you think 90% in this God right now really reflects your position? Maybe not 90% in the Christian God. Maybe okay. I should be 90% confident in a God. Maybe. Or maybe slightly less than this God that you've picked so far? Maybe. Okay, cool. That's it. That was a good talk. Shake hands. I, I think that's an honest position to... I don't know if a theist would In a five-minute conversation, that's generally your goal. I don't know if a theist would come to that conclusion. You, I have videos. Multiple. Coming to that conclusion? Yes. Really? This method is really good. Street Epistemology is a technique by Dr. Peter Bogosian in his book, A Manual for Creating Atheists, and his Android and iOS app, Atheos.